Welcome back to our High Five, where we're gonna highlight five awesome things that are happening in the life of our church. So let's jump into it. Up at number five, we're celebrating Evelyn and what God is doing in her life. She attended our Concord Outpost this past Sunday and in worshiping God that day, she responded in baptism. Today, this kingdom size high five goes out to you, Evelyn. In at number four, if you wanna find freedom and enjoy peace with your finances, Financial Peace University is for you. It begins September 27th online. So if you wanna learn more about financial peace, check out church.one groups. This class usually fills up fast, so secure your spot today. Here at number three, Rooted kicked off this week and groups are having a blast getting to know each other. Here's to all those in Rooted right now. We're praying for you as you grow towards God together. In at number two, it's finally here. Shiloh Battles, the book, the album, and the video was released this past week. This is an experience unlike any other we've created before. So visit shilohbattles.com and let's share this with our ones. The story and songs will take you on a journey well worth it. And finally, up at number one, over the past two weeks, our Bedford Outpost has experienced 18 baptisms. This high five goes out to Tanya, Eric, Madison, Kendall, Peyton, Marie, Kyle, Kirsten, Jace, Diane, Paula, Natalie, Adam, Karen, Angel, Peyton, Finn, and Steve. We're so excited for how God is moving in and through you. Thanks for joining us for our high five, and I can't wait to celebrate with you in the next one. Yes, let's give it another, come on. As we continue on with, with growing God's kingdom and having more, the most people in the kingdom in the shortest time, and here in Franklin as well, I think we spend a good amount of time trying to decipher and live in what is God's will, what is God's plan, what is God calling me into in life. And we know what his will is. We know what the plan is. And the plan is to share his love with everyone. The plan is to connect to God. Connect to God, then connect to his people and connect to his mission of seeking and saving the lost, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, sharing God's love in new and unique ways. But does anyone else get into the moment like I do sometimes when deciphering this? And that is just a simple... But how? How am I supposed to do this? Lord, I'm just me. I'm just Luke. How do I go about doing this? Because, Lord, to be honest, there's some people in my life that are really tough to love. Is anyone in your life where it's like, oh, man, they're tough to love? God, I prayed for one, but not that one. I thought that that was pretty, I thought that was pretty clear. And we get wrapped up in how are we going to go about doing this? How am I going to go about sharing God's love, but I think what Jesus does for us is that Jesus shows us a different way of asking the question. What Jesus does is he takes the focus off of the how and instead responds with who. Instead of wondering, how am I going to do this? The answer is, who do I look to to do this? Who do I emulate my life after? Who can change my life? Who can change me from the inside out and transform me into a new creation? Well, that who 
is Jesus. Jesus who walks alongside of us. It's not just a one and done thing where he's like, great, you're forgiven. All right, cool, see you later. Like he walks into whatever he's calling us to do. If he says, go share my love with that person, go share my love to that group of people over there, he doesn't stand here in the background. Jesus is walking alongside of each and every one of us. And with this series that we've been going through, this I Am series looking at the book of John, our memory verse is found in Exodus where God walked alongside somebody that he was calling him into. He was calling Moses to go out and do his will. He was calling Moses to go to his people, the Israelites in the land of Egypt, and free them from captivity. And God promises to walk alongside of him. So our memory verse for the series is Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. We've been saying it together every single week, so let's do it again here, Franklin. It's starting to cool off. We're getting some energy back. We're excited. Here we go. Exodus 3, 14 says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God is telling Moses, I'm going to be with you. And right after this still, Moses is still questioning, and maybe we can fall into that as well. We have this moment of just wondering how, these moments of, well, did God, did you think about all these different roadblocks? Did you think about all these hurdles that I would have to go to? God, did you think about it? He says, I don't know if I'm going to be able to speak. I don't know if they are going to listen to me. And God responds, which is this beautiful moment. He says, I will teach you what to do. I will teach you what to do. We think about that word of teaching and the act of teaching. Teaching happens when somebody is alongside of you. Teaching happens when someone is walking with you through a problem, trying to figure out, walking through as we are learning from the good teacher himself. And when it comes to the teaching of Jesus, it boils down to a great commandment. A new command that he gave his disciples, that he gave his children, that he gave us. And that new command is to love one another as I have loved you, as Jesus has loved you. And in that statement, the what is answered by who. What are we to do? We are to love one another. Now, who should we emulate? Jesus, as I have loved you. Where love is the goal, loving one another, loving your neighbor as yourself, that is the fruit that we are striving after. That is the command, love as I have loved you. So how are we going to go about doing that? If we are the branch and we are trying to produce this fruit of love, we are trying to have it spread out in the community around us that we are the branch, we're trying to bear this fruit, what do we have to do? Well, we have to stay connected to the vine. What we're going to learn today is that Jesus is the true vine. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. Love is the fruit. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. And love is the fruit. To look at Jesus being the true vine, we're going to be in John chapter 15 today. And within the verses that we are looking at, Jesus is going to use the word remain 11 times. And we're not looking at a big chunk of scripture. So you got to think, 
that remain is pretty important. This idea of remaining in Jesus, the importance of staying connected to him, that is how we are gonna bear fruit. That is how we are gonna go out and change the world that God has placed us in by remaining in Jesus. When we remain in Jesus, and we are the branches, then it is inevitable that love is the fruit. So here we are in John chapter 15 today. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. This is a wonderful example, this section of scripture of how Jesus is talking in a way and bringing up uh, ideas from scripture that the disciples would be able to follow along with. Jesus is talking about a passage back in Isaiah chapter five, specifically in verse seven, where it says this, the vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel and the people of Judah are the vines he delighted in. He's bringing them back to, to something that they already knew, but he's putting a new spin on it. Remember a new command I give you where he's saying, hey, I am the true vine. I am the vine that you can connect to. I am the vine that the disciples can connect to. I am the vine that my children can connect to. Jesus is the vine that we all are able to connect to when we remain in him. There's that importance. There's opportunity to grow and flourish if we stay connected to the vine. My wife Thais and I, we have this, uh, this big sycamore tree in the front part of the, the property that we live on. Huge sycamore tree, ginormous. And it was pretty cool and we wanted to take care of it because for one thing, we live in a very old house with no AC and the shade from this tree cools off about half the house. And so we want to keep it up for that reason. Also, it's the last sycamore on the street. We think that that's pretty nice. But then lastly, if this tree were to fall down, it would take out a good chunk of the abode. So we want to take care of it. So I had this, this arborist, this tree doctor, come out and take a look at the tree. We wanted to prune it. We wanted to treat it, make sure it was good to go. And I'm asking the guy, I'm like, how are we going to be able to tell which branches need to go? How can you tell which branches are healthy and good for the tree? And how are you going to be able to take branches away without harming the tree? He said, oh, it's pretty easy. You see, the tree is growing up in one direction, this way. And then any branches that come off of the main tree, if they are growing in the same direction as the tree, that is a good and healthy branch. Because well, that's how trees want to grow. He said that they are being twined together, the, the, the makeup of the tree, the branches coming in like this, and the tree itself is forming there, remaining in that branch as well. See, the tree is actively holding on to the branch. And I said, how about the ones that you're going to want to cut down? He said, well, you see this branch over here where it's no longer growing alongside but starting to go in its own direction. That is where that bond starts to get a little bit weaker. And that branch eventually is going to fall off. Eventually is going to be disconnected from the tree. 
think you see what I'm getting at here. And it goes back to what Jesus says in verse 4 that I find encouraging. He says, as I also remain in you. See, if we're that branch that's, that's growing up alongside of the tree and growing in the same direction, there's that connection right there, that we are staying connected to the vine and the vine is also remaining in us as well. We're on the same path. We're pursuing the same thing. But I think that verse is also a check for us that are we growing in a different direction? See, we can get a little bit worried. Maybe you get a little bit worried like I do. Of like, You feel like you're just reaching after God and wondering if God is there. Does God have me? Is God listening? Listen, are, are you growing in the same direction as the vine? Are you trying to stay connected to the vine? Are you pursuing the same fruit as the vine? Well, then I promise you that that connection is strong, that Jesus is also remaining in you. But then also if you feel like more and more your mind is drifting towards a different pursuit. Whether it's self-promotion or it's, it's hate in your heart, it's pursuing of things that are taking you away from the vine, well, then that connection starts to get in a little bit of trouble. So I think the question for us is which way are you growing? You're growing along with the vine, staying connected there, you're starting to pursue your own path that isn't focused on the fruit of love. You see, Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. We are the branches, and that is a huge piece of our identity. It's a huge and comforting piece of our identity because now being a branch defines us. A branch that is going in its own direction and disconnected from the vine and just falls off. It's gonna wither away. It's not going to bear any fruit whatsoever. So a branch that is not bearing fruit and is disconnected from the vine is now what? Just a stick. <laughs> it's just a stick on the side of the road, in your yard, whatever it is. What makes a branch a branch is it's still connected to the source. It is still bearing fruit. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. In verse five, Jesus continues on with this. I am the vine you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you will bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. There is an identity that we get to enjoy as being branches that are connected to the vine. The first identity piece is that we will bear much fruit. The verse says, if you remain in me and I, will, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Ooh, Luke, that sounds a little bit harsh. Like, what do you mean nothing? Like, that's a pretty definitive statement. And I'm looking at it like this. In the weight of eternity, through the lens of eternity, everything that we do is either nothing or something. So in the weight of eternity, if we're pursuing our own gain, 
We're trying to build up whatever we can in this world, trying to to promote our own self-worth, our own image, our identity, that our name means something. In the weight of eternity, that's nothing. But then what about sharing God's love in bold and unique ways? That's not nothing, that's something. What about seeking and saving the lost? going and sharing God's love, baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's not nothing, that's something. What about telling people in our lives, everyone that we interact with, that God is for you, not against you. That no matter who you are or what you've done or what's been done to you, God is for you and not against you. That's not nothing, it's something. In the weight of eternity, staying connected to the vine, we're able to do a whole lot of something. It says that we will know how to pray, that we will ask and be granted whatever we wish, and we think like, oh, good, I got a long list. Okay, I've been waiting for this day. Jesus, get ready. We got like a flip pad of requests. But I think as as the branch, if we're connected to the vine and love is the fruit, love is the goal, then what we're praying for is for the goal. What we're praying for is for love to abound in our lives, for love to abound in our relationships, for love to abound in the lives of our ones, and for love to abound in the community that God has placed us in. So it changes what we pray for since we're connected to the vine, staying connected to that life source of love. It says that we will glorify God. This is my Father's glory, that you will bear much fruit. To love one another as Jesus has loved us, that is glorifying to God. Then it says that our identity will be revealed to others. Showing yourselves to be my disciples is what Jesus says. Man, and that's peaceful. It takes a lot. It's a long journey that, that our identity is fully wrapped up in being a disciple of Jesus. But doesn't the alternative sound a little bit draining? Constantly worrying about what other people think. Constantly trying to to image manage. Constantly trying to get ahead to self-promote whatever it is. But hey, if our identity is solely wrapped up in being a disciple of Jesus, what else do we need? Because as being his disciple, you better believe that we'll be connected to that vine. And being his disciple, then the only outcome is love being the fruit. Love is the fruit. This is a good sign of the state of the branch, whatever fruit it produces. Is it fruit that comes from the love of the Father? Are we producing love to one another as Jesus intended, but maybe instead a fruit of a, of a bad branch might be callous, prideful, angry, belittling, or impatient? But if we, the branches, are staying connected to that vine, then the good fruit of love is what will be produced. Jesus finishes with this in verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. 
Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Indeed, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and anointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. He ends with, this is my command, love each other. What a joy it is to keep the Father's commands. He says it is joy made complete, and what is the command of the Father that we get to keep, that we get to have joy in? That is to love one another. And who do we look to to follow this command? We have Jesus saying that he has loved us, saying go and love people the way that I have loved you. That's his business. It's the master's business that we get to know of and that we get to take part in. And what I love about Jesus is, is when we become followers of Jesus, it's not just a moment in time thing. If not just, great, you've been saved, you're welcome, have a good life. It's not that one moment. No, instead it's, hey, you've been saved, now go tell other people. Hey, you've been saved through an immense love, the greatest love the world has ever known. Now go and tell people about it. Go love with that same love that comes from the Father. There's a, there's a verse that we often learn maybe early on in our walk with Jesus. I think it's on billboards all around. It's football season and football players have it on their eye black and write tattoos, they're on his arm guard, whatever it is. And that verse is often John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. God so loved the world, meaning everybody. There's no one that God does not want to reach with his love. There's no one in this room that God does not want to reach with his love. There's no one in your life that God does not want to reach with his love for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Gave it freely. My heart aches for for Christians that think that they gotta store up God's love for themselves, that there isn't enough to go around and then we don't wanna share that good news with other people because we're afraid we're gonna lose it ourselves. I promise you that sharing God's love does nothing more than just solidify the love that you have inside of you. As you can go out and see God's love transforming people's lives in new and unique and beautiful ways. That love has been freely given to us so we can freely give it as well. And when we're talking about this love, what does it look like? Luckily for us, it's laid out in Scripture. Here's what love is. And I think as we read through this, let's imagine a world where more of these characteristics were abounding. Love is patient. It is kind. It is humble, meaning it doesn't envy nor does it boast, it is not proud, nor does it dishonor others, and it is not self-seeking. Love is gentle, meaning it is not easily angered. Love is forgiving, it keeps no 
record of wrongs. Love is honest. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices instead in the truth. And love is unfailing. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, hopes always perseveres, and love will never fail. It is patient, kind, humble, gentle, forgiving, honest, and unfailing. That is the fruit that we are striving towards. That is what we want to give to the world around us, in our communities, in our homes, in our workplaces, wherever God has placed you. That is the fruit that we are striving for. That is God's love. The way to do that is to understand that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches and love is the fruit. His love for us was made known time and time again throughout his ministry. But I think his the love set in for his disciples starting with the night that he was betrayed. And in that moment, he, he stopped knowing that he was going to die, knowing that his disciples continued to have questions on what was next, but he stopped and he shared his love in this amazing way. He said that first he gave thanks and he took the bread and he broke it. What he said was, this is my body, which is for you. This is my love, which is for you. Do this whenever you eat it in remembrance of me. That same night, he took the cup. He said, this is my new covenant, my promise to you in my blood. A sacrifice that is never failing. A sacrifice that will never run dry. He said, do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me to the king. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. Love is the fruit. I want you to go forth this day having that be your guiding force. Having Jesus the vine guide you in your growth in the pursuit of the fruit of love. If there's anything that you need prayer for because you're having a hard time seeing the who in life. Because life is just full of difficult things. Life is full of messes that we're trying to get through. But the goal is the fruit. We're called to come alongside one another and encourage that connection between us, the branches, and the vine. If you'd love prayer, I'd be down, I'll be down here. I'd love to pray with you. Tammy's here as well. But also, if today is the day and you say, you know what? I'm growing in a different direction. And I want to be on the path that Jesus has for me produce the fruit of God's love and you want to be baptized into the family of God we'd love to celebrate the gift of baptism with you today we'll be right down here we can go around the back here get into the river Jordan right behind me and celebrate a baptism together but would you stand with me as we close in prayer today Heavenly Father we are thankful that your son Jesus is the vine Lord, that you use us as the branches to produce the fruit that is your love. Lord, we ask for the strength not to put forth our love, not to put forth our own self-desires and our, our self, uh, 
promotion, whatever it is, Lord, but instead put forth bearing the fruit of a love that is rooted in you, that is patient, kind, gentle, that is humble, that's not self-seeking. Lord, thank you so much for that love that we get to exist in. Thank you for this day, this time together to worship and know you. In your name we pray.
God for his goodness, his blessing. As you go through your week, just remember that in this world filled with hate, confusion, and difficulty, that our God remains the same, unchanging, unshakable. And that's because Jesus is the vine, we are the branches, and love is the food. Amen? So God bless you guys. Have a great week and find someone to share that love with. Amen.